welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode five of our Road to 2021 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, as always, we just want to remind you that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Jack, tag the bodybuilding dietitians. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always find out our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can also find down in the show notes below. So, you know, Jack, episode five now, this is freaking fun. I can't believe this is already the fifth episode of this series. Yeah, it's going by like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Many episodes to come. Many, many to come. That's for sure. This is just early days. But, you know, Jack, how's your past week been? Yeah, it's been really good. So last week, if you listened to the episode, I was deloading and that went really well. Just three days of full body and yeah, went into Monday session feeling very good, motivated to train and fully recovered. And yes, since then, I've trained three times, did upper, lower and pull yesterday. And yeah, those are all really good sessions. I I matched probably, um, I matched the load of what I was using for my final week, probably a few reps lower, um, just to ensure that I have a few reps in reserve to start off my first week of training. And yeah, I yeah, I did get quite sore, which is kind of expected. Um, quite a bit of DOMS, but yeah, it's going very smoothly so far. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And that's what I was wondering as well. So with your training blocks in terms of the intensity, in terms of the volume, how do you manage that like coming back? You, you kind of, uh, you know, touched on a little bit, but can you explain? Yeah, so it, it depends on the movement. So because some movements, let's say like a, a barbell row, I can, I can do and the intensity or the volume won't really catch up with me if if that makes sense compared to something like a squat so i can go out and do a barbell row quite intensely um, from week one and not really if anything the, the the only poor thing is is that it will restrict my ability to progress if i go to failure on the first week then if by week six like where do you go from failure it's quite tough unless you have that ability to progress week to week going to failure um, which I don't for every exercise. I don't think a lot of people do, do they? <laughs> but yeah, compared to something like bench press where there's no way I'll be going to failure in the first week um, now before I would do that and it didn't work well because yeah, if I go to failure, then there's no way I'm going to be able to beat that the next week. So, mm-hmm. And it's just going to add up on my in terms of inhibiting my recovery as well. Yeah. So, And yeah, it is... I know a lot of people might be listening to this and being very big advocates for training to failure all the time. And I was definitely like that as well. Like mm-hmm. probably a couple of years ago, I would say, oh, I only train to failure. I only train really hard. But I would just say try and experience both methods of it. And just remember as well that everyone does have different capacities to recover and progress so I, I know of, I'm not going to mention any names but I do know of people that train insanely hard and they 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 are able to recover from that but then again they do a bro split as well mm-hmm. so they only have to do legs once a week so if you do legs once a week or train anything once a week you can probably afford to go to failure for that session mm-hmm. for everything 
Yeah, exactly. That's certainly something that we've both changed in the past, haven't we? And I think everyone experiences that, especially when you first get into lifting, you know, like you don't, if you know that you have more reps in the tank, it's kind of a question of why would you stop there, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're doing shoulder press or something, you know, you can pump out another two or three reps. Like what's stopping you? I know that I want to pump out those extra two or three reps. So it's certainly something that we have adopted in the last, you know, few years of actually keeping a few reps in the tank on purpose so that, you know, you don't go all out on your first set, you know, get a set of 12, even if that 12th rep was a grinder, but then your following sets, it's like 10, nine, six or something like Mm. that. Cause you just, you compromise your uh, performance in the following sets. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that's also really important is knowing when to push hard as well. Mm -hmm. So because like the reality is like if you increase in strength, let's say for a bench press from 80 to 100 kilos, the 80 kilos is still going to be hard. Like especially when I do a deload and I, I did 80 kilos and I was like, okay, I could probably still convince myself that this is difficult. Mm-hmm. But, and that's where if you train suboptimally and and you don't push yourself to that extent, there is a difference between something being hard and something being close to failure. Mm-hmm. Even two or three reps from failure, that's much harder than just hard yeah that's freaking tough especially on lower body movements Mm. you know things like squats things like rdls hip thrusts it it just seems like it's the lower body movements right where it really comes down to how bad do you really want it because you know that you can pump out probably an extra two or three reps if you really really push yourself right Mm. but it seems like it's the upper body movements where there's a fine line where it's like no, that 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 weight just ain't going up. You know, on a shoulder press or a bench, <laughs> you hit that sticking point, and no matter how bad you want it, no matter how hard you push, your muscles just ain't contracting. You know, that that weight ain't going up higher to the sky. So it's always interesting with that, with push, especially pushing movements compared to to lower body movements. Yeah, definitely. Like sometimes with lower body, I kind of have the mentality where I. I know that I can do this, so I mm-hmm. just do the weight anyway. Yeah. And like, although I'm, my warm-up sets might say, okay, this is going to be really hard, might not be able to do it, but realistically, like, you can do it. Yes, exactly. How bad do you really want it, right? <laughs> but yeah, you train and you learn. But Jack, what, what about body composition, nutrition? How's that changed since your deload? Like body weight, all that jazz. Uh, so body weight's slightly up, which is the goal. So... I was 92.2 this morning mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't, can't comment too much on that. Like we'll just see how it changes. Again, I'm still planning to gain about 0.2 to 0.3 kilos each week and get to around 94 mm-hmm. and before deciding whether to do a mini cut or not. I think I probably will, but yeah, other than that, nutrition's going well. Appetite is pretty solid at the moment, which is good. I'm not really struggling to eat any of my meals. And yeah, I think what's helped that a lot is um, increasing my steps and also it's kind of encouraging as well because if I, if I wasn't that lean, um, if I had too much body fat, I think my body would let me know and mm-hmm. by decreasing hunger a lot as well. Yeah, absolutely. I bet it feels great to be at 92 kilograms because you've never been this weight before in your life, but still feeling moderate levels of hunger throughout the day. It is a good sign, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, I still feel the same as I did at 
um, probably 87. And that was like five kilos ago. Damn. Well, imagine when we compare your previous 87 to your next 87 after your mini cut and, you know, probably potentially a few weeks into prep, like mm. shiz. That's, that's the coolest thing about just changing your body composition, but then comparing progress photos at the same body weight, but your completely different body compositions. That's, that's one of the coolest things. Yeah. How's your week gone? Man, this last week, it's been a really good week, you know? So, like, over the weekend, Jack and I celebrated our fourth year anniversary. So, that was uh, pretty special. Four years. How freaking fast did that go? Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> gosh, I don't even I don't even know. It seems like, ah, oh, gosh, just it accumulates, doesn't it? Just the days and the weeks and the it months just fly yeah. by. But four years. That's boy, time. Four years together. Wow. Four years. A long time. But uh, that was wonderful. So... On, and that also was Mother's Day as well. So on Sunday, uh, we had our four-year anniversary. We also saw both of our families and our moms. And we, we even went to Nudgy Dog Beach again with my family and played fetch with the dogs, which was super-duper fun. And that night, we also had our... what well, This was our third rest day roast, wasn't it? The third yeah. one? So the first one, we had a roast chicken. The second time, we had roast turkey drumsticks. And then this time we had barbecued pork ribs. Oh my gosh, they were so good. Barbecue flavored pork ribs. But they yeah, barbecue. That's the thing. So like we bought like a barbecue marinade and like marinated the pork ribs, but then we put them in the oven. So they're like, what? how do you, barbecued ovened pork ribs. Mm. Dude, regardless, they tasted amazing. Like ribs falling off the bone, like kind of amazing. So that was delicious. And Jack was able to keep all of his teeth in place this week. Yeah. So one brownie point for that. I didn't actually bite the bones though. I just <laughs> tore it off the meat. Oh boys. I actually had a dream last night that I lost that tooth again. But, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's coming back to haunt you. <laughs> but no, we'll keep Jack safe. We'll, we'll just make sure we're eating soft food for now. <laughs> But yeah, that reminds me of the hospital diet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus, a soft diet. Um, yeah, pureed. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a good weekend, and then this past week, so pretty much the week started off, you know, just as normal. You know, it's been a great week of just client work, creating more social media content, you know, doing podcasts, working, training, all that jazz, right? And uh, in terms of training, you know, Monday and Tuesday. As usual, I just attacked my training sessions. You know, I just pushed myself as hard as I could, and I, I really overloaded compared to the weeks before. Like some movements, like RDLs, um, Bulgarian split squats, I went up by like five kilograms on each one. I got a rep PB for ch uh, for chin ups finally this week. You know, like I've been pushing myself for chin ups. Like I, I do chin ups every single week, and I'm always trying to just eke out, you know, one or two extra reps and. When I started a few months ago, and I was actually a lighter body weight then too, I was around that 58, 59 kilogram mark, I could only do sets of five chin-ups, but even now that I'm heavier, you know, this week I'm weighing in again at 62.3 on average, I'm actually able to pump out more reps. So this past week I got a set of nine and then three sets of eight, which is a massive rep PB for me. And my ultimate goal is to try to get 10 reps. So I'm almost there. Um, but yeah, just, and just really pushing myself on like incline dumbbell bench and uh, just a whole bunch of other exercises, right? But by the time it got to Tuesday afternoon and when I finished my first upper body session, I was like, I was feeling it, you know? I'm like, wow, I am so grateful that tomorrow was a, is a rest day. And uh, then 
uh, on Wednesday, you know, felt pretty, pretty darn tired, you know, pretty darn exhausted. Like, okay, I just need to let my body chill out. And then Thursday, I usually Thursday, I feel fresh again. And that's my second lower body session of the week. But man, I just felt a little bit run down again. I really felt like I'd kind of just been hit by a train. And I'm like, Jack, I think I need to deload. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Tira, I think that's a good idea. Um, because my last deload, right? My last deload was the my actual peak week. So that was starting on around like the 23rd of February or something, right? That last, that final week of February was actually the last time I took a deload. And then since then, you know, about three weeks following on from that, I was just following my normal training split because technically then I was still in comp prep. But then when all of the competitions ended, you know, I entered back into a large caloric surplus, came, went into isolation training, right, for the next eight weeks. I've just been like pushing myself so freaking hard in every single set, every rep, every training session, week to week. And I've just been, I have been progressing like crazy because it's just that post-comp period where you just have influx of nutrients, you know, and just like so much energy, so much desire to train, you know, regaining potentially any lost muscle mass, gaining some new muscle mass, feeling so good. And the, these last eight weeks of training and isolation have been freaking phenomenal, but there's no doubt that I certainly have overreached and uh, I certainly do need a deload. So pretty much this week, uh, I just decided I need to deload, even though I did still do that those two first sessions on Monday was my lower session. Tuesday was my upper body session. So yeah, I'm just deloading for the rest of the week. And even though it won't be a full seven day deload, I think that should be fine for me because from the past when I've deloaded, you know, after about four or five days, I'm feeling pretty revived again. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get that itch. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling recovered. I'm feeling good. I kind of want to train. And I don't know, Jack, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Like, even though it's, you know, we always classify things in terms of weeks, right? Seven days. Like, do you think it's absolutely necessary to do a full seven days recovery? Or do you think that it should be individualized? So if someone can get away with maybe five days or six days of recovery, then get back to training. I think the whole purpose of a deload is to, to recover. And there's definitely more than one approach to that. Mm -hmm. And it will, as with everything else, it will depend on the individual. So... I know people who do just four days straight of deloading mm -hmm. um, of complete rest and then they just get back into it. Yeah. And they feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've tried a few methods as well. And I like my one of um, just doing three full body days because for me, it's not as much. It's like the recovery component, which is still very important. Um, but it's also the kind of I want to finish my deload wanting to train again. Mm -hmm. And if I that's kind of why I like the full week off because it makes me more ready to train. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, to be honest, if I would have like if I maybe would have done seven days, but because I just happened to train twice, I think five days should be all right. You know, mm. even today, like, cause I, I took Wednesday's a rest day yesterday. I took as another rest day too. And I just did some light yoga. And then pretty much my plan of attack is that today is meant, today is meant to be my second upper body session. And then tomorrow's meant to be my uh, lower body session. But today I'm just going to do a deload lower body. Tomorrow I'm going to do a deload upper body rest again on Sunday and then get right back into the swing of things on Monday. So I think that should work well. So pretty much I'm taking 
like three full rest days this week. Two days we're up proper training and then two days will just be deload sessions. And pretty much for my deload, I'm just gonna do half the volume I usually do. So bring four sets down to two and just reduce the weight, you know, maybe take for most exercises, just five to 10 kilograms off things. And uh, yeah, just kind of still go through those movement patterns and still train because I love training, you know, that's the thing. And training is like one of the biggest highlights of our day. Like even on rest days where we obviously need to rest and you feel like, okay, cool. I just need to chill out. Like, it's still like, man, I got like all these extra hours during the day. And like, I'm not really uh, like that. (laughs) I am. Oh, I love training because it's just, it's such an awesome part of the day. But then when you have, I actually look forward to my rest on rest days. Yeah. I look forward to the rest, but like, it's like, all right, I got an extra three or four hours. Like, all right, cool. Let's find some other stuff to do. Um, but we're usually always doing other things during the day too. So sometimes you're just like, I got so much extra time, especially being in isolation. But anyway, yeah. Deloading this week should feel good and uh, keen to get right back into training next week. And like you, you made the point, right, Jack, that we've both now deloaded um, for over the past fortnight, technically. And then as you guys have heard on the news, you know, gyms are opening here in Queensland. Uh, I'm not sure where everyone else lives in the world, but here in Queensland, Australia, gyms are opening starting on the 12th of June, which is super exciting. So that's just under one month away. And they've pretty much released this thing called the roadmap to recovery, right? The road to recovery. So starting on the 12th of June, they're going to allow up to 20 people into places like gyms and pools and, you know, yoga studios and stuff like that. But that's like, it's, it's going to be interesting how they manage that because usually Jack and I train at World's Gym Brisbane, right? We usually go around 12 or one o'clock and that's usually one of the most quiet times of the day, unless you're there at like 3 a.m. But but the thing is like, there's not usually 20, I would say there's not usually 20 people in there at that time. Well, in the whole gym, that's the thing. There's probably, it's because 20 people spread out in World's Gym Brisbane, it's not very much. So I think there probably still is close to like 15, I would say. Yeah, yeah, but everyone's, that's the thing as well because it's they've just said you know a gym but like anyone who's been to a world's gym knows that world's gym is very different to your you know your just normal fitness studio on the corner right world's gym like especially world's gym brisbane is in this huge warehouse it's massive it's it's huge for most gyms it's probably at least four times as big as most gyms do you think maybe even bigger? No, less, I think. No way. There's some tiny gyms, man. There's a little gym. Well, maybe four times as big as little gyms. Maybe two or three times as big as a normal gym. Anyway, it's huge. So that's why it's interesting to still apply the exact same rules to a place like, oh, no, you can only have 20 people in this one facility, even though it is a humongous facility. Is <laughs> it big? Anyone, go to World Gym Brisbane. I love it. I miss it. I'm so excited, but I wonder if we will be able to go there, you know, on the 12th of June and how they're going to manage it. You know, like, are they going to give people a time limit? Like, okay, cool. First in uh, best served or however that term goes. But like, once you scan in, you're only allowed to be here for an hour and a half. Then we're getting you out because um, that's only fair. Yeah. So we'll see. We always got a backup gym. We always got our little home gym. But then starting on, I think it's around like the 10th of July or 12th of July or something, that's when when up to 100 people are allowed to be in a facility. So at least we know that it's still, it's less than two months until we'll certainly be allowed back in the gym every single day. Mm. So yeah, 
it's not it's not long you know this whole iso thing it's gone fast we've been it's almost been two months of training here at home yeah mm. yeah but it's been uh it's been good I, i've enjoyed it i've really fallen into a groove i i kind of like it to be honest but i am excited to get back into our previous routine <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just looking forward to the barbell the most yeah just the bar there's is there one specific barbell (laughs) man i want a leg press i really want to ah i'm excited i'm excited i wonder if they've been cleaning the equipment while we've been while people have been gone for the gym or like you know it's getting a little bit maybe we'll come back to a new world gym brisbane maybe i've seen other gyms on social media doing you know like big Mm. renovations and stuff like that so how special yeah i hope so but um yeah in other news how has your nutrition been going Yes. Yeah, so this past week, well, pretty much nutrition, I've actually had a very, very slight modification to my nutrition. So I've actually increased my fats by five grams just because I want to, I want to keep my diet the exact same, but I want to have a little bit more cocoa powder in my things like oats and protein cakes. So like an extra 20 grams of cocoa powder across the day is close to five grams of fat. So I'm like, I'm just going to increase my fat consistently. So I've actually upped my fat from 40 grams up to 45 grams. And then my carbohydrates are still the same at 375 grams and protein is still at 180 grams. Like I've said, I've actually had comments from people saying like, man, why is your protein so high? Or, you know, like you could lower your protein and, you know, give it, give more of those calories to carbohydrates. And I'm like, I know, I know, like I could honestly get away with 120 grams of protein. It is not necessary at all that I'm on 180 grams, but guys, I just love high protein containing foods and I do what I want, all right? Like (laughs) I can eat what I want and, but I do know that a significant amount of that extra protein probably is going through gluconeogenesis and is being converted into glucose. So it's kind of just like eating expensive rice, you know, just, (laughs) just more expensive glucose, but I'm enjoying it. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much been nutrition, but interestingly enough, even just this past week, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't trained for the past two days, which seems sounds like a lot for me, but it's, it's different. Um, and I would have expected, you know, cause I train freaking hard, you know, I, I certainly think I burned quite a significant amount of energy during my training sessions, but my body weight's actually been lowering across the past few days, despite eating the same amount of food. Um, I'm still doing the same amount of steps around like 13,000 on average per day, yeah, not training as much, but my body weight's like, it spiked up obviously on Monday after our rest day roast. It always spikes up after Sunday night because we eat a big meal. You know, it's usually very high in sodium. So it was like 63.1, but then it comes right back down, down to like 62 the next day. So it's really just fluid. It's not tissue weight, but like the past few days, it's gone from like 60, like 62.3, 62.1, 62 flat, so yeah, it's actually lowering a little bit over the past few days, which is interesting, but it could potentially just be because I'm actually, I'm not training, you know, I'm not as inflamed. I'm not retaining as much fluid and uh, my body's just recovering and I'm sleeping like a freaking rock. I'm sleeping so freaking well, just the cold weather, you know, not having seven milligrams per kilogram of body weight of caffeine in me in the afternoons. <laughs> but yeah, sleep is just amazing right now. Probably getting close between eight and a half to nine hours every single night and just waking up to pee in the night. So yeah, sleep is really good right now, soaking it up. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much been me for the past week. 
body body weight's the same, you know. And because I've had quite a big spike in body weight over the past few weeks, you know, I've had about like a two kilogram spike over the last two to three weeks. Like I'm very happy with it just maintaining this week. I don't think it's necessary that it increases again. So yeah, that's pretty much been me. But Jack, I say we actually got quite a few personal questions this week on our uh, on our podcast questions. So I say we answer a few of those. Yeah, let's do it. Great. Okay, so this first one, Jack, it says, if you and Jack could be really good at one sport besides bodybuilding, what would it be? That's a good question. So, yeah, it kind of, I haven't really thought about this, so mm-hmm. putting me on the spot. Yeah, well, there's a lot of sports out there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I grew up playing soccer as a kid, so potentially that. It's a lot of money in football as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have a love and a passion for it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I would choose something like rugby or AFL or American football because what injury. About, what about like CrossFit or powerlifting or strongman? Um, no, probably not. No? They don't appeal to you at all? <laughs> no. Like being the number one CrossFitter on the planet. Yeah, but I think it would be cool to be... Imagine being the number one footballer on the planet. Yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really watch... I, I grew up playing a hell of a lot of soccer too. I loved playing it, but I never really... I don't know. I wasn't the biggest... Like I didn't follow along with all the teams and all that stuff. So mm. Mm. Yeah. It would just be a yeah, completely different lifestyle. Yeah, it's true. It would be a bit... I don't... Like you say this, like, but would the lifestyle appeal, appeal to you? You know when you see all the soccer movies and like... Yeah, they, they train and they, they score goals and stuff, but they also like go to a lot of clubs and get in trouble for drinking and like maybe it, that's just the movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you though? <laughs> what would uh number one sport? I think that I like I love doing things like the Spartan races, like Tough Mudder, and there are people out there who take those That's not a sport very though. Yeah, it is. It's a It's an activity. Yeah, but like there's athletes out there who compete in those, you know, and like Is bodybuilding can- a sport then? bodybuilding's a sport we compete i think that any any sort of activity where you compete that is classified as a sport dude if there's like e-games or whatever like where people like sit in a big room and play video games all together and that's a sport i'm pretty sure (laughs) bodybuilding and racing in spartan races is a sport but yeah i would want to compete in spartan races because I think that, like, I love, man, just doing the obstacle courses, getting super muddy, running around, you know, just testing your capabilities on, like, just different strength components and just, it's freaking fun, okay? It, it is freaking fun. And I am determined to get Jack to do one with me one day. I'm, <laughs> mm. but um, that's, I would probably, yeah, want to be like an elite Spartan. A Spartaness? Do you think that's what they call the females? No. I don't know. Well, you know more about like ancient Greece and stuff like that than me. I think it was a Spart... S-P-A-R-T-I-A-T-E. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. A Spartish? Spartiate? I don't know. Oh, well, that's me. (laughs) Hey. We can Google it right now. (laughs) Oh, well. It can be... It can remain a mystery for now. (laughs) Okay, we'll move on to another question. This one says... Would you and Tiara ever consider going vegan? Why or why not? Jack, can you see yourself as a vegan? Yeah, I could potentially. Mm-hmm. And it would depend on the reason why. So people go vegan for different reasons. I mm-hmm. think it, for me, it would be more the, the animal 
Yeah, it would certainly be environmental for yeah. me. Yeah, environmental and the animal aspect as well. Because health-wise, like you can definitely be just as healthy consuming meat, I think. Mm-hmm. And like even just having small amounts of meat or just fish. So yeah, the shorter answer is yes. At this stage, probably not because my goals are more aligned with um, the physique development side mm-hmm. of things. Well, you say that, you know, but you also just said you can be just as healthy being a vegan or not being a vegan. So why do you choose, you know, to eat animal products right now? Probably due to the convenience aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have my brother who's a vegan asked me that I have two brothers who are vegan, but and one of them asked me, mm-hmm. um, why don't you be a vegan? And we had a discussion about it. And yeah, probably because of the convenience aspect. There's not really any other reason at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I I do try and stay um, like I have I used to eat red meat quite a few times a week I don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. um, because um, beef is the number one it creates the most it C- undergoes CO2 the most gas. Yeah, CO2 yeah. gas so yeah. and, and it uses also the most requ- water as yeah, well yeah so much water right to create like a pound of beef mm. so mm-hmm. I've yeah in order to get my iron now I use kangaroo instead which is mm. yeah they don't I, as far as I know they don't farm kangaroos yeah I was actually listening to a really interesting podcast on the Sigma Nutrition podcast, and he interviewed this expert who, you know, she talks about, you know, veganism and plant-based diets and saving the planet, all those sorts of things. She made this really interesting point that, you know, people try to save water, right? By, you know, turning off the tap when you brush your teeth, taking shorter showers, things like that. But the number one way to actually reduce your water consumption is to actually change your diet, particularly if you are consuming red meat Mm. which is really interesting so yeah it's certainly it certainly is something but i certainly think there is a huge aspect to sporting performance you know and the quality of hbv protein in terms of you know building muscle mass so i think that it's it's a huge part of nutrition as well and that's the thing you know what makes a nutritious diet isn't necessarily about what you're excluding right so your diet's not necessarily going to be more nutritious if you just take away all of the animal products diets are incredibly nutritious for what you include so the variety of your diet and particularly including a very very wide variety of plant-based foods so at the end of the day meat tastes good as well like yeah. oh taste is get, a huge component right i would get bored of eating veggie burgers and mm-hmm lots of soy that yeah. would yeah i'll yeah. get sick of that very quickly <laughs> well absolutely like we have our rest day roasts every single every single sunday now you i was know? hoping you wouldn't bring that up actually <laughs> well i'm not a liar you know i'm honest i enjoy the taste of meat you know and i think that's a huge contributor to why a lot of people don't want to go vegan you know or vegetarian because they enjoy meat they enjoy food food mm. is meant to be enjoyed but i'm pretty confident in saying that Although I still eat animal products, I have a very, very high consumption of plants. So I still do follow a, a plant-based diet. I eat so many fruits, so many vegetables, so many whole grains, you know? And I actually don't eat, I actually don't, other than our rest day roasts, when we'll eat like, you know, half a chicken or something like that, like my main protein sources are actually just things like egg whites, whole eggs, seafood i eat you know uh high protein yogurt dairy and i actually don't eat on it i don't even buy red meat i don't buy chicken like yeah those and protein powder is the only meat you eat is fish yeah exactly so i'm almost kind of like pescatarian i don't know but yeah but i eat a hell of a lot of plants you know and that's that's the main reason why i think that i have such a nutritious diet is because i include such a huge variety of plants but 
I don't know if I would necessarily ever go vegan. I'm not sure. It's something I've thought about, but again, it's it's something, it's a serious consideration and I don't want to, I, like... I think, like, especially if you go vegan for the environmental reasons, mm-hmm. what if you go out to a lake every week and catch your fish yeah, exactly. every day or you go out into the outback and kill your kangaroo. Exactly. Yeah. There's always going to be circumstances. There's always going to be justifications. You know, there's vegans who, there's people who say they're vegan, you know, but they have their own chickens who lay their own eggs. And it's like, okay, cool. You don't have a rooster. You don't really want extra little chickens running around. So are you just going to let those eggs just spoil or are you going to eat the eggs? Cause mm. the chickens are making them. So it's always about how you view it. There's always like how you justify it. But yeah, the main thing is, is just however you choose to eat it is your own choice it's a personal choice and you should never be you know like forced into eating a certain way i think i think it's always going to be up to you yeah and certainly somebody as long as you're informed yeah to consider yeah and i don't know would you ever consider like going vegan as a trial you know like trying one month of just veganism and seeing what it's like no i don't my brain doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. really like yeah uh, trial uh, and error really (laughs) No, not just really. Just seeing how you feel? I wouldn't really think of it like that. I would just, okay, I'm going to try it and see if I like it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I don't really, my, I don't think of things like that. Like you know what I mean? 30 day vegan diet. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it would be interesting. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah. I have actually, I have gone um, vegetarian for unintentionally, like just like you being pescatarian. I have done that for mm-hmm. a few months on end. Yeah. And it, it's not that, yeah, I, I reckon even in prep I might. Like I, I know last time in prep I, I didn't eat much um, meat sources. So. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing you were just eating chicken, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, pretty much in the foreseeable future, I don't see either of us probably going vegan. But we're still <laughs> eating. We're still eating our fair share of plants. <laughs> okay, so this is the last question of the day. Do you find isolation challenging or enjoyable? Hmm. I think it's probably changed as we've been in isolation for longer, you know, Mm. obviously at the very beginning, it was very just, it was all of a sudden, you know, it was very unexpected and it's kind of like, okay, I guess this is just the way things are now, but to like, it's not too different from our, our normal lives. You know, Jack and I are very fortunate in the sense that we already worked from home. You know, we already spent quite a lot of time at home with our careers, right? We would generally just leave the house to go to the gym every single day and obviously just do other things that you do in life. So it hasn't been a huge change, but I think it's it's probably more, especially at the beginning, just knowing that you couldn't do little things, kind of having that freedom taken away from you. Like, oh man, you know, like I can't go to the beach or, you know, I can't go and see my friends or I can't go swimming. Like I'm, I'm not allowed to do those things at the moment. And like, that sucked, but I think kind of gotten used to it. But we've fallen into a really good routine here. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm really happy and content with life right now. And I'm actually, I'm enjoying it. You know, I like life right now. We have, we have a wonderful routine. I got a wonderful man and I've got some wonderful dogs and got a gym in the house and lots of good food in the fridge and the sun is out. So I'm, I'm enjoying life right now. That's good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think the, again, like I'm, I kind of just go with the flow and like the, the, like when we first found out we were in isolation, my main priority was just ensuring that I could train from home. And once that was sorted out, I just, yeah, I 
I just kind of adapted to it fairly quickly. I'm probably even more laid back than Tierra. Oh, Jack is so laid back. Jack is so relaxed. Oh my gosh. I'm always the one who's like, you know, if something's happening, like I'm like, we got to go. Or like, you know, like we got to do this now. Or I'm always, (laughs) but Jack's like, just, just chill out. We'll get it done. You've always kind of looked at things like that. You know, Mm. like what will happen will happen. And I'm a little bit more sporadic and sometimes I get, you know, a little bit unnecessarily stressed or anxious about just silly little things. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I'm grateful to have you to just chill it me out. out well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I don't stress you out. You definitely help chill me out a little bit. Thank mm. gosh. I thank gosh. I actually actually watch, you know, spend some time actually chilling out, downtime actually watching TV now, you know, for like an hour. Each night, Jack and I actually watch some Netflix. That's something I never used to do. You know, I never, gosh, I, I lived in share houses for what, like four years or something. And I never watched TV, you know, like I remember at the end of exam block, it, that's only when it would cross my mind. I'm like, man, maybe I should watch a movie. But then I'm like, nah, I'd rather read something or go for a walk along the river. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I think especially people listening or seeing our um profiles people would probably think that you're more laid back than me yeah no way (laughs) dude jack has so much more downtime i feel like i just always need to find some way to use my brain be productive i want to feel like i'm always doing something always achieving something which isn't a bad thing you know but sometimes like you do you can't i don't want to necessarily say you burn out but just sometimes you just you need to relax and slow down you know and just just yeah relax Mm. you know it's it's okay (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I think isolation, it's like right now, life is enjoyable. You know, like you can't always control, you know, environmental circumstances, but you can control how you react to them. And things could be a hell of a lot worse. You know, like, I think I'm pretty darn grateful for the situation we're in. You know, we're just, we're just at home and we've got a nice house, you know, and we live in a nice environment. So, yeah, it's really, it's really not that bad. Sometimes it just, it probably just gets to people's heads. You know, they overthink it. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different for everyone. And we're fortunate enough that we've handled it well. Yeah, exactly. But not too much longer and uh, restrictions are easing. And hopefully it's certainly motivated me to just do more with my life. You know, once restrictions are fully eased, you know, hopefully this gets better. There's a vaccine, you know, people can travel again. Like apparently I'm, international travel is not meant to normalize though for a couple years, a couple years. Yeah. Wow. Well, if, if it's a couple years, it's motivated me once, you know, they, they put up that flag and say, go for it, catch a plane. Like it certainly motivated me to take more advantage of my life and do more things and travel more and see my family overseas and just go to the beach more often. And if I want to do something, stop putting it off because I just, I'm so fixated on my bodybuilding endeavors, you know, and and nutrition endeavors, because I know in my heart that I can achieve all of these things simultaneously. So it certainly motivated me to just, man, live more once I can, uh, once restrictions are eased. So I'm great. I'm very, very grateful for it in that sense. Yeah. Great. All right. So Jack, Last question of the day. One thing we want to improve on this week. What's something you want to improve on? Cool. So today I'm doing some seated overhead press and I would like to get 87.5 kilos for eight reps. Hmm. Have you ever done that before? No. Damn. So this will be a first time. Are we going to catch it on vids? <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll video it for you. <laughs> You'll video it for me? What do you mean? I'll probably set up no, a camera was... and spot you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, then you can see it from another angle. 
Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. I get, I get the best angle. I get right up the nostrils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Smell the breath. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> what about you? One thing I want to improve on, I just want to recover, you know, feel super duper energized again. I'm already feeling much better after just two rest days. But uh, yeah, recover from this deload this week. And next recover week. Recover from this deload. Recover <laughs> from. I'm not. Deloads are tough. I love to train. I, I want to train. Like if I don't. If I don't get to train, you know, five days a week, sometimes I just get bored. Like, and that's what I think sometimes. I'm like, people who don't go to the gym, like, what do they do? You know, <laughs> what do you do with your time? It's they the get best. Rich. They get rich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I, I would beg to differ. I don't think that people who don't work out are <laughs> no, just I'm like joking. billionaires. But legit, that's something I question. I'd be interested if other people think about that too. I'm like, man, like, you don't go to the gym. What do you do? do in your time <laughs> but yeah i'm excited for the deload to be over you know just be fully recovered and uh next week when i do chin-ups again i want to i always try my best you know but i really want to see if 10 are there i would that would be epic to get a set of 10 chin-ups i can do it yes it, it, it will come not long but uh yeah i guess that's the end of our fifth road to 2021 awesome thanks for listening guys and if you did enjoy the episode Please remember to repost it and tag myself, tag Tierra, and tag the bodybuilding dietitians. We'll see you next week. Bye.